Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Step Brothers, Boats and Hoes. What's it got to do with today's show? Absolutely nothing, because we're talking stepsisters next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I guess we're just what I need. No, we're sing it. Oh, negative. It's too high. Oh, I can do. I can do Rico Cassick. Here we go. And I guess you just what I needed. Just what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Netflix News. We're talking stepsisters today. I'm Rick Hong. You can find me at all social media at Rick Hong, R I C K H O N G. And I'm joined by Ashley Cheney. Hi, you guys. It's so good to be sitting back next to Ricky. It's been a long time. What's up, everybody? <laughs> It is, in fact, Ashley Chaney. And if you want to talk to me online, find me at Ashley on camera. And let's talk about all things Netflix, y'all. Let's do it. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-M. And I'm so excited to be back. I missed you guys last week. So I decided to come back. And uh, I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And you can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M. T-Z. So this is a three-week streak with the same handle? It's happening. It's Consistency is beautiful. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, and we're also joined by a special treat. We're joined by the writer-producer of Stepsisters, Chuck Hayward. Hello, Ooh. hey everybody. Yeah. Chuck, How's where can going? everybody find you? Uh, on the social medias, I'm on Instagram at Zero Chucks and Twitter at ChuckOff. Dude, I'm surprised you were able to get that one. I know, I was surprised too. I was I was looking for what was I looking for? Chuck my life, but somebody had that already. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was that was that was gonna be my one for both of them, but they were it was already taken, so I was like, there's some other creative Chuck out there who was a little quicker on his trigger finger. So. Do you know that I just got the zero chucks right now? Oh yeah, it's all it's all like, profanity with my name plugged in. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wanna change my handle. Oh no. Again, dude, she's changed her handle so many times I can't even keep track of you can't keep up how do, you, just, how do we follow you also you know, Chuck My Life has not tweeted since 2010 uh, what okay. that out. you can get you can I'm get gonna buy it. it from that guy no 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 you know what? I don't even think you need to buy it cause like on Twitter now that you're Chuck Hayward you can probably be Chuck Hayward and like they'll give you the blue the blue thing. check thing yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll kick off anybody else that tries to be you I think he's been Chuck Hayward his whole life I, most of it for <laughs> yeah, sure yeah but the only <laughs> real, real Chuck Hayward you know unless you Chuck like Chuck Hayward. off which I do like yeah that's that's more me that's more my style yeah but then nobody but then on Instagram somebody has Chuck off somebody had Chuck off on Instagram so I had to change it to zero Chucks which I actually like better and I was like, oh, I should go back and change my... Tw- Since I have, like, you know, I've tweeted maybe five times, ten times. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, I should just go back and redo it so that they match. So uh, this gives me an idea for tonight. Hey, there you go. Well, very cool. I'll get on that when I get home. All right, I, guys. I tweeted into it so you know exactly who they are. Okay. Get you right on there. <laughs> Great. Thank you. All right, guys. So we are talking Stepsisters today. Last week, we showed you the trailer. This week, we got Chuck. We're going to talk all sorts of things about Stepsisters. Mm-hmm. Saw it. Enjoyed it. Thank Amy you. Cassandra Martinez watched it. I, I think also Steve, saw it. Yeah, I watched we, it. Yeah, oh. 
Oh, so great. We all, yeah, the Thank whole panel watched it. Thank Hope you. you're getting some like you know back end numbers for all these. Watches. Yes, I know. I love it. We get <laughs> mad clicks. We get mad, mad streams. I love it. Yeah. No, and if you guys are watching live, please uh, jump into the chat, ask mm-hmm. questions. We'll try to get that question to Chuck. Otherwise, you know, throw it into the comments, and uh, we'll try to get some answers for you on that end of it. But, dude, so. You, how did you? So, like the whole Netflix thing, you started with Dear White People, yes. Um, so I worked on Dear White People for the, both seasons, uh, and it was it's like the best TV job I've ever had. It, it's one of the most amazing shows. I'm surrounded by unbelievably intelligent, uh, hilarious people. We get to talk about real issues and stuff that's affecting people's lives, and uh, we get to add comedy into it. And so, I think that's always makes it a better, an easier pill to swallow. And uh, it's just it's just fun. Like you just go to work and laugh all day, and and get to you know feel like you're addressing topics that may not get addressed normally on mainstream TV. So. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta back up though, Rick. You just jumped in this whole Netflix thing. What do you mean this whole Netflix thing? Is Netflix the first place you've ever written for? How did your career as a oh, writer see, take go. off? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Netflix. Yeah, seriously, right? Yeah, come on, dude. Buy me a drink. Um, it's uh, so no. I started. Um, I, that was my fifth show that I worked on. Every other show that I had worked on got canceled after one season. Hey, that's and, uh, the charm. That's the yeah, exactly. Fifth times the charm. They go. say that all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> so like I was I was hoping that this one would be the one to break the curse, and it was. And uh, so yeah, so I, the shows I've worked on before were on uh, Bent on NBC, Wendell and Vinny on Nick at Night. Uh, one big happy on NBC, and then Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life on Fox, and so and they were all great shows, wonderful yeah. experiences, but uh, they just didn't for some reason go the distance. So, and this one seems to. We just wrapped season two in December of Dear White People. Congratulations! Thank Yay. you very much. Yeah, and I Ooh. got I got my hooks into Netflix, and I was like, I'm riding this baby till the wheels <laughs> fall off. I was like, these guys are too amazing to work with. Like, I need to I need to make sure I do everything with them. In the so, for you guys that don't know at home, sometimes when you're a writer, you get guaranteed a certain amount of episodes per season season one how many episodes were yours um i had one by myself and then two that i shared with another another staff not staff writer but another writer on the staff named jack moore and then this season i had one by myself and shared another one with jack moore so that's great and then and then dear white people's how many episodes 10 episodes each season. 10 episodes yeah, okay yeah and so for a 10 episode show how many writers are we talking how many writers are in the room seven writers seven writers, seven writers plus oh, wow. um a script coordinator and a writer's assistant who you know yeah. they're doing a lot of the hard legwork of making mm-hmm. sure that they get everything Notes down that every we day? Say, are you kidding dude, me as someone is... who's been a writer's assistant Oh, can I, I can yeah, that's okay. fine. <laughs> don't worry. That, well, you just yeah, did. yeah, I just did. Right, we have to go back and edit that out. Um, no, yeah, they, they, and so they contribute too, as far as like ideas and and pitches and yeah. and you know jokes and all that stuff. So it's it's seven people technically, but it's really nine. It's a whole, it's a whole room. Yeah, 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 it's a whole room. We 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 take good ideas from everybody. So it's oh, it's yeah? we we like to make everyone feel very empowered. You know, regardless of your. Your, uh, your ranking or whatever it is. So. It's a nice way of saying we will steal from you. We will steal, we will steal your yes, shit. Yes, we will steal all your shit. So do not say anything that you don't really want us to take. It's now. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a negative way. The positive way yeah, is everyone gets to say... It's a collaborative, open environment. Everyone yeah, gets right? to say something. There you go, there you go. But it's also good. We're not an authoritarian room. No, where, no. Where the people who aren't writers don't feel like they're allowed to say anything at all. And there are rooms, too, where mm. even staff writers, which is like the, the entry-level writing Mm -hmm. uh, credit like they don't even feel comfortable oh, yeah. speaking where it's like they yeah you've been in the rooms before so you see cut like through. yeah it's cut through sometimes if, if the you know if the senior writers are like you know the producers executive producers and everything if they're not amenable to hearing from everybody then it's like hey 
shut the fuck up and let the grown-ups talk. And yeah. I just that's not a good it's way so to. It's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. It's. I feel like it doesn't foster an open communication. It's, I feel it like it doesn't it, work for comedy for sure. It I'll do, guarantee ex- you. Especially when mm-hmm. you know those the, the more experienced writers tend to be a little bit older. So yeah. like having younger voices, I feel like makes everything feel keeps a little it bit current, keeps y'all. it current, keeps <laughs> it fresh, and and they're you know they have an opportunity to learn from the younger writers as mm-hmm. much as the younger writers can learn from them. So I think it's the the, the I've been lucky to work for showrunners who all welcome your experience because basically they're like we're paying you to be here you better contribute so like I think that's the more logical way to go about it and uh, I'm lucky to have always had that so how is working from networks to working with Netflix uh, night and day, uh, they networks uh, because they're very networks are very structured because they are they're bound to advertisers Mm -hmm. yeah whereas Netflix there's like subscribers and then it's you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it's a wild, wild west in terms of like, that's why I wanted to know how, yeah. how you like that experience. It, 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 it's wild, wild west in all the good ways. Like, they, mm. like the Netflix executives, a lot of them came from TV and other, uh, you know, from network television or cable television or whatever. So they have the same structural ideas, but they give you a lot more freedom. So it's kind of right. like we don't get a hundred notes on every episode that's like, oh, try do this. This is not going to work. This is going to offend people, blah, blah, blah. All their notes are like, we're not getting enough from this character or we're getting too much from this character. Those or are the like, best notes. It's, they're the best notes. Those yeah, are the they, juicy kind. Yeah. Exactly, the juicy move kind. Move the story and forward. Move yeah. the story forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe make this scene a little funnier. Like, they're, they're, they don't give anything that makes us be like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, yeah. now we have to go and sort of change the tenor of what we were trying to say or change the message or anything like that. Like, we, they want us to do us and they're just like, here's how we can make what you guys are trying to do as like the best it can possibly be. So I couldn't ask for better collaborators from them and Lionsgate, who's our studio. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're the same way. They're, they don't get in our way. They, you know, like I said, and then when they do give notes nine times out of ten, they're super thoughtful. And they actually make us make the show better. So. That's great. great we are very lucky. I, that's an uncommon. That's an uncommon narrative. You hear, yeah. like, when you get people in here, it's normally like they're dancing around the... Yeah, sometimes uh, uh, they, they go to the bullshit register. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes, 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 <laughs> sometimes dealing with the network is a challenge. Yeah, no, our, our, it's a welcome challenge. Yeah, I get yeah, up on their network. Yeah. Uh, Jay Becker in the chat. How does the room work? Do you go off and write on your own? And put it up on the screen, or do you, or is it a collaborative, everyone all in all the time process? This would be great for you to talk about the process. Yeah, actually. for sure. It's actually both. So we sit around the table like like mm. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all throw out. We talk first. We talk about our personal lives, what we've read in the news, and all wow. that kind of stuff. And it seems like it's just kind of bullshitting and getting yeah, yeah. ramped mm-hmm. up. But story comes from mm-hmm. that, and it's a, so it feels so that when people say like, "Oh, I really connected to that show," it's because it's like these are things that have happened to us or happened to our friends and family, and so we're just sharing those kind of experiences. And people, it's easy to connect to that when it's when it has that authenticity um, so yeah we'll all come up with an idea together we'll say hey episode one like we want to do this we want to say that oh this character should do this and then we'll have it up on a board where you know we kind of beat out bullet points for the entire episode beat out everybody to interject here oh, beat out sorry 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 <laughs> let's talk about what beat out means go take it away yeah beat out is like um, like uh, organizing and outlining the story in the story a, plots in a, the story plot points in a, in a bullet point sort of way uh, and then it's like doing an outline yeah basically it's like doing it's pre-writing so whatever, you know, whether you're writing in a mm-hmm. group or on your own, this is what you're going to be doing. There's just more voices. So uh, then we'll say, hey, Rick, this is your episode. So you take the bullet points that are on the board. You go off on your own and write an outline. Outline comes back to the group. We read it. We, you know, add our little tweaks and maybe add mm-hmm. a joke here. Maybe this storyline isn't clear enough in the outline. So maybe um, clarify that a little bit more. And then we send the outline to the, to the studio. 
Netflix or to the uh, studio Lionsgate and then to the network, which is Netflix, and then they give us the thumbs up, hopefully, and then <laughs> and then um, then it's like, all right, Rick, you're you're approved, you're off to script, so you go off and you write. And that's when you get paid. That's when you get that money. Yeah, exactly. You get the script. You get paid. What's yeah. the schedule like for that? Like, how long do you have from writer's room to first draft? Um, it it dep- usually they give you like five days or so. Which if you don't have, it's fast. But like a lot of times they'll say like you don't have to come into work. So like yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're, so while yeah while you're doing that, that's five days of being on your own, going through your own process, and you know. And st- do you wait until day four to write? No, I don't. No, I, no I, you don't. I wait no, until day four don't. to finish. I wait until day four to start because like I, I like to really go in there and do as much as possible early on, walk away from it for a day so I can like, oh, you're you know, a studious right yeah, so I can like get my bearings, get some distance from it. And then I go back in and, and, you know, do everything else. Sometimes I'll slip it to one of my coworkers to check it out before I turn it in. And, uh, and then I turn it in and hmm. yeah. So it, yours yeah. is such like a stress-free process. Everybody else is like, I wait till the last day. I'm sweating. I hate myself. I cry, and then I try yeah. To, oh, no, gosh. I can't do that. I'm too neurotic for that. I need I need to know that like halfway, you know, between now and the due date, that I have so, like three quarters of the way done, or else mm. I will go completely batshit crazy. And so I'm then, trying to avoid that these days. Wait. So okay. So then, so was this your inside track to stepsisters, or uh, no. did, or did Fat Camp have to come out? So Chuck also did a movie called Fat Camp. That was on what? Oh, what, it, uh, it was an independent film, so it was on, uh, it's available on like on demand. So iTunes, uh, Google Play, Amazon, all that stuff. Still available for Still those available. people that yeah, might yeah. want to buy it? Yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> Get, check it out. It's laughter. It's like, uh, it's like um, Heavyweights, that movie for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. But, like, I love the, that movie. The dirty version, the R rated version. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I, my thing was like, when I was a teenager and I went to camp, we oh. didn't talk like Disney characters. We no. talked yeah. like fucking, like, like yeah, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. dropping F bombs. Like 13 year old boys, exactly. So we wanted to make that as real as possible and uh, the director Jen Arnold like she was amazing and she kind of like A I mean it was, it's it's like it, it's so amazing when they give a, f- a female director you hit it yeah like right a there. movie with all with almost all male characters and she she knocked it out of the park she got the humor she and got it, the, the broiness no it's so rare it's to have super duper rare and then yeah. is she what is she is she white is she she's white yeah, she's yeah. white okay yeah, yeah. that doesn't matter she's a woman which is great so I'm just curious exactly. I'm just curious to like kind of get the demographics <laughs> yes and she's a lesbian so we really we checked a lot of boxes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I was going to say, if she was Asian, I was like, oh, it's even better, but whatever. Yeah, no, I know. No, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, your, your day will come, Rick, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to be like the Wachowskis and yeah, all of a sudden yeah, it's like, exactly. hey. Um, okay, so, then how did, so how did Stepsisters get made? Uh, okay, so Stepsisters, um, I was looking around online, futzing around, like, procrastinating, and I saw a video of this white sorority uh, called Alpha, wait. Uh, a real live YouTube yeah, video? YouTube video, yes. Yeah, oh, uh, Lord. Zeta Tau Alpha was the name of them. Uh, they did this, like, regional step show, and they won. And they won. Oh. Like, Ludacris was, like, hosting, and he gave them, like, a $100,000 check. Oh, and I was God. so intrigued awesome. by it because the, the reactions of everyone in the room was so different. So sure. during the show, everybody in the audience, which is most almost entirely black, were, like, yeah, like, on their feet, screaming, going nuts. Like, they really, you know, enjoyed the show because the girls did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, and then when the, when they showed the uh, when they showed the uh, awarding of the of the check, some of the girls on stage who were competing against them, who were all black sororities, were not so happy. Uh, when they announced it, one of the sororities like just turned and like walked off the stage. Like mm. it, so, I was like, oh, that's interesting that there were that people loved it so much, but people hated it so much. And I thought that was a really interesting way. Natural tension. It, yeah, natural tension, mm-hmm. and a really good way to get into the story about like when 
people are doing things that they are not culturally used to doing and when people kind of venture out and try things that are that are new to them and that are embraced and emblematic of a, of a different type of person a mm-hmm. different uh, race of people i thought i find that so intriguing whenever i see it and so i thought that'd be a really great opportunity for a movie and when the trailer came out uh people were like oh this is a such a rip off of like uh pitch perfect and i was like how dare you this is a rip off of bring it on like this is like let's come on man know your know your history let's, Jesus, dude that's hilarious yeah like and so in that because like bring it on i absolutely love yep. that movie amy, amy and i had this conversation oh you, a big, too. you guys yeah. big bring it on uh, yeah. fan yeah, yeah you're yeah. like clovers and uh i know almost like, every line at the end of that yeah. they have that whole sequence and it's like it's like my song, you know. I was like, "Oh, oh Ricky, Ricky, you're so fun." No, no, it's, oh, oh Ricky, Ricky, you're Ricky, so fun. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. No, no. That, so that was like I, I always wanted to write a movie like that, and uh, and so I I did that. And and somebody was asking me too, like, why did you do sorority and not a fraternity? Because I'm I'm a fraternity member too. Mm-hmm. I was an Alpha Phi Alpha. Um, you know, I pledged at Syracuse, and they were like, "Well, why didn't you do frats?" And I was like, "Well, a because like when I saw the video, it was women." Yeah. And I was like, "That's." the story that mm-hmm. instantly kind of connected in my brain and then uh, we did a bunch of table reads so I have Lena Waithe who's the Emmy award winning yeah, got it. Yeah. you know it's yeah. actually it's actually cool you say that because Amy and I got to go to the uh, shy red carpet oh really yeah so oh, nice. yeah so yeah. she so she let me she let me interview Lena and then she interviewed Common so mm-hmm. oh so, did so, you know Lena from before cuz we I met her around the same time I met you I think re, I mean not personally but like yeah. I like her, like I'm friends with her agents, and like okay. I, I have talked to her before. Gotcha, but, gotcha, gotcha. But no, like no, it'd be like you know this guy. She'd yeah. be like, you guys no, are you guys aren't doing each other's hair on Friday nights and like talking about. But she's about awesome what, though, yeah. man. She's awesome, <laughs> yeah. and it's awesome that like she's a producer on this. Yes, too. so she's she she read the script because we've been friends for years, and she was like, look, I really like this. I want to help make this happen. So she started organizing these table reads, and so we would get a bunch of actors together, and they would all read it. And the feedback I was getting from the actresses there was like. We don't like women. Don't get these kinds of roles. Like it, it, they're mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. like the girlfriend or the yeah. hot chick who doesn't really have a whole lot of depth. And I was like, well, like I, you know, you've seen even lately in movies. Actually, you've seen from the beginning of comedy. Like you, you know, I love Lucy and like mm-hmm. you know um, the uh, Carol Burnett show and everything like that and uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Like women have always been a big part of, of comedy and television and film. And yes. I was like, that sucks that the, you know, that people aren't getting these roles. So it made me like double down. It made me And really... don't forget Maud, man. Be and Maud, of course. Be Arthur. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. Golden, hey. uh, the Golden Girls. Yeah, dude. Be Arthur's been cracking yeah. us up for, yeah. you know, decades. So I, I was excited to do that because, you know, these are all three-dimensional women. Yes, of course, there are some stereotypes, but then we you break would, down you the stereotypes. Fix, yeah, you yeah. fixed that, though. Yeah. Exactly. You did a really good job of, like, introducing certain issues and then fixing the problem well, yeah. or thank well, you for thank me you. It, w- it was more you know you get a lot of tv shows and movies where you're introduced to a character and they're kind of like a blank slate mm-hmm. so you're like oh okay and then you learn to love them mm-hmm. but these people you you meet them and you kind of just don't like them and so you slowly peel back the layers and get to know who they really are right was that your goal all along? That was 100% was my goal that? because, like, everybody, I, I, you know, having been in a black or being in a black fraternity and, like, see, you know, seeing different white organizations in college, mm-hmm. it was like the, there are a lot of similarities here that we don't necessarily highlight. We always tend to focus on our differences. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like, everybody has the same sort of goal. Like, you know, increase the profile of your organization, attract new members, represent yourselves in a way that makes you proud, community service, and all that stuff. So I think um, a lot of the, th- there were a lot of 
stereotypes from the black sororities to the white and, and vice versa. Yeah, totally. mm-hmm. And so I wanted to like throw those out there and then watch as those get broken down, as they get to know them as more than just stereotypes yep. and as actual people, like three-dimensional human beings. So. No, dude, you had a great actress in this, too. So, like, yeah. how do you say the oh lead's last God. name? She, her, I can't say her last name. I'll, I'll butcher it. Oh, Etchikinwoke. Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but, like, I mean, I recognize Alessandra Torsani from, yeah. like, the Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. prequel and, like, Linwood Smith. She's... Uh, Linden, yeah. Linden, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I, yeah, she was in Andrea Savage's, like, True TV, like I'm sorry, TV mm-hmm. show, like I recognized her. She actually was on Karen? Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Too. Oh, yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. Too, no? yeah, 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 and then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Eden, Eden yeah. Share and uh, Notori Naughton, who's amazing, and she'd never really done comedy before. She played Aisha, who was the main character's like best friend mm-hmm. and sorority mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knocked it out of the park. Like, <laughs> no, she was I great. thought she was so fucking funny. Uh, and and then, 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 no, the actor from Orange is the New Black as the yeah, boyfriend, as, as the, the first boyfriend. boyfriend. Oh, as the first yeah, boyfriend. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he, he was great. He was great. Was so so, I met him at the uh, at the screening last week as Matt McGorry, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, every line you said is exactly the way I heard it in my head wow. when I was writing. that's and great. And that's, that's not normal that's that's yeah. like that's not normally the case and then um nia jervier who's also on dear white people mm-hmm. um and then marquis richardson who's the eventual yeah. love interest who's also on dear yeah. white people so and they've been friends for years of mine and each other so it, it was yeah. working with your friends at dear white people and then going to work with your friends on stepsisters was unbelievably cool and i forgot to mention ben Corey jones too he's the other producer um he he and lena together <clears throat> like they they spearheaded the table reads and they they got it sold. I don't know how much of this I'm allowed to say, but like they, <laughs> they got it sold to, keep going. To, keep one, going. to one company that went out of business and then another company that sort of didn't want to, I don't know, whatever. And okay, so but. Netflix was basically our angels. Like they came in when the movie Aww. was already, it was already shot and edited and they were like, we want to put this out there. As and they should. As they, it's like so on point with all the content. That's so they came you. in as a distributor. Yeah, they came in as a distributor. Yeah, okay, they were so, not so involved in the development in the, or anything. Oh, okay, like yeah, 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 that's what I was curious about to right. see like how, since you, you were on Dear White People, yeah. to say, you know, I got this idea, but that's No, no, great. no, yeah, those were two okay. separate sort of things. I just happened to kind of be at Netflix and I'm like, can you adopt me Netflix? I want to, I want to be with you forever. That's, that's I've what, already that's made a, that's two That's what we keep trying. That's, a, that's yeah, what we keep trying. So. Exactly. Yeah, get your own hustle. Yeah, Did yeah. We'll compare dates. No, we can, we can go in as quintuplets. Like, Perfect. it'll be, yeah, it's a package deal. Yeah. Chuck, you can write me apart because you and I go way back. Way back, man. So like, oh, three or something. There's some dissension in the family. Sibling, sibling rivalry. Any chance I get, man, I just try to cut you. like, look, I'm blocking Ashley right now. (laughs) The bus tires are all over their back, the tire tracks. Um, did you write this by yourself or did you have partners? No, this? I wrote it by myself. Completely yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah. And how come you weren't on set for any of the shooting? I was there for about a week. Okay. Um, in, in TV and film are a little different. So in TV, the writer's on set all the time and yeah. the director, you know, is, you know, hey, we, we good? We got that? Uh, film is a little bit different. The dire- it's a director's medium, yeah. so they, your, your input is not as <laughs> yeah. uh, welcomed, mm. com- to be completely honest. I don't think yeah, anyone's sure. going to be upset about that. Uh, but they kind of, they were like, you know, we... You gave us the script. We worked on the script together for months and months and months. The directors on both movies got in a lot of their ideas and the writing process. So, you know, they felt like it was something they really made their own. And then they kind of don't need you after that. So um, I did enjoy the week in Atlanta with, you know, nice. in a beautiful hotel. <laughs> it was amazing. I, was like, I like my per diem. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on, man. They, they, know, how to, they know how to treat you. Atlanta's pretty fun. The, I'm not a writer, but... How do you like it when you finish something? You just talked about the actor, you know, like talking about how you nailed the performance exactly like I wrote it. 
how hard is it to let go of how you envision and then what you actually see? Um, I don't think it's always that hard because I feel like a lot of times they bring something to it that you didn't necessarily see. I've seen yeah. that a couple times in the movies. Like totally. we didn't, I didn't write it. Like I, they're saying the words that I said, yeah. but they're bringing to it attitudes and and uh, backstories and emotions that I hadn't necessarily layered in there. Right, so that's I'm the like, actor's work, right? That's the actor's that's, work. That's yeah, what that's what makes one movie. actor different from another mm-hmm. actor. Like, is their mm-hmm. take on that character, on the material that you give them? And a lot of times they find shit that's like better than what you put there, <laughs> oh, that's and they great. bring something to it. But oh, I still get awesome, credit man. for it, so I'm like, rock on, keep working. Yeah, well, like, Improbably, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Still says my away. name at the end of the movie. Or sometimes that's kind of there by osmosis that they find. It, that yeah. You put it there, but it, you didn't actually intentionally put it there. Yeah, like, that's, I've had, yes, that, I've had yes, that experience a lot. Totally. Where you're like, yeah, that was that's that was exactly what I meant. That was also <laughs> that was also me. That Completely was, intentional. That. Yeah, no, that, so that's been a really fun thing to discover. So I, yeah, yeah, there are certain times where like, oh, I don't think they understood that joke fully, and like, I don't think it landed because of that. But yeah. it's more often, oh shit, I didn't, I would have never thought to do it that way. Nice work. Yeah. Right, right. So there's one line in the movie that just was pure perfection. I want to know how you came about it. Um, Racists can't own things. Mm-hmm. Was it that you you saw the video on YouTube and you're like, okay, so yes, I'm going to focus on stepping, and then you kind of got to that point where it's, you know, I can really delve into that message? Or was it when you were writing and you're like, hey... I think I should say this, or how did that go about? Yeah, well, it wasn't like because that's the thing. Like, I, that's that's kind of our main character's mm-hmm. perspective, and that's yeah. her argument. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the argument of the movie. I think it's the argument. Like, I, like I wasn't trying to say like, hey, everyone believed this one thing. It was like yeah. this is how these girls look at it. These are how these girls look at it, and these are how these guys look at it, and all that. So it was. It, I, I, I wanted to be very individual, but that's a really like, and that's always been sort of my. Um, my perspective was like, you know, races can't own things, but I understand that that's kind of a Pollyanna-ish way to look at it. Like, you have to sort of, you really have to go back and look at, like, the how... The history. The history, yeah, exactly. It where it came culture. from, what it means for the culture, mm-hmm. um, how people prepare for it, what it's... Yeah. Like, it's not just a dance routine that you can learn. There's a lot of stuff that goes involved in it, that, that is involved in it. Um, there's a lot of teamwork. There's a lot of all that stuff. And so I think... Um, but yeah, while that was the that was kind of the underlying message for mm-hmm. that character, mm-hmm. I, I, it was intended to start a conversation, not and be the that. not be the answer to a question. Right, yeah. and it does it, it does start a conversation. Yeah. Like as we're sitting here right now, I'm like, would I be upset if any if like a team of African dancers wanted to do some Irish rip like river dance? River dance? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. that. Like, be amazing. That. Yeah, that's my next. No, man, they had they recently announced a remake of the greatest American hero. And it's going to follow an Indian American woman. Mm. And there was like back in the day, there was this cheesy thing on YouTube where it has Indian Spider-Man and Superwoman or something. And they're doing the dancing and stuff. And I was just like, man, if they could make the greatest American hero like that. (laughs) They stole your idea? No, no, no. I'm just saying if they could, it'd be great. No, no, but yeah, but they just announced that they're green lighting a, the greatest American hero, not a white guy, not a white woman, but an Indian American woman right. as the greatest American here, which I think is a great idea for television. Well, yeah, because I think it's 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 in the title. It's an Indian American woman, greatest American hero. Like the mm-hmm. the, the, the the idea when when people say like, oh, that guy has all American good looks. That usually means like white, white dude with like you know <laughs> oh, yeah. blonde crew cut or something like that, or yes. perfectly wavy hair or something yeah. like that. Rick just very subtly pointed at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want to point I, out. Rick, Rick I think we were all sort of I mean, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rick was kind of subtly like, yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve, the white yeah. guy. I wasn't even looking at you. I was looking at Chuck. <laughs> Your finger was just 
it just automatically just bent towards Steve. Yeah. Besides, Ma, I was talking to Dad or whatever it is, and you can't buy me love or whatever he says. Oh wait, I don't, showed I don't... up, Chuck. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's a good good pull, man. Deep pull there from the eighties. <laughs> um, no, but. So what what's next? What are you? So you, you got so you got dear white people. Yeah, you've got mm-hmm. this out of the way. What what is it you're working on next? Um, so we are. So I, I wrote a script. Uh, Ti the rapper had an idea for a movie about. He, he kind of wanted to do. Now he wanted to do an urban pitch perfect. Like that's one that's more of a pitch perfect mm-hmm. style thing. So um, we got Pepsi came on to to sponsor the development of the script. Uh, there at Sundance, like pr- promoting it and trying to find uh, distributors. We have a great director, this guy Justin Francis, who's like a music video guy and young and hip and exciting. I know just the place for this to go. I, I I'll mean, hello, yeah, like I'll go to talk to my corporate parents and just be like, Could please, I'll yes. 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 take yes. this yeah, next right. thing Absolutely. of mine. Yeah. Absolutely, I think it would be. Do- and Ti is a producer on it, and he's he's going to star in it um, in a supporting role. Not like the roles. Of, it's it's about basically like. Uh, Teenage girls singing groups in like underfunded like LAUSD schools mm, and stuff like that. Awesome. Like music programs are being threatened because of budget cuts and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like how these girls have to kind of rise above. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of um, the same group dynamics. But mm-hmm. if, if if we focused more on the black sorority, it's it's that sort of cool, right uh, way. And, and even though it's a comedy, like it deals with a lot of really. Um, Interesting social issues. I don't want to. I don't think I'm allowed to give too much of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But that script's all. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. That script's all written and it's out of the way. And then we're we're we were out pitching a uh, remake of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but with with a black family. The dishes are done. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh So we 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 have an offer on that. We're negotiating right now. So hopefully that continues to go well because like that is one of the. Like I've seen that movie. I, I went in the first meeting. I went in there. I was like, I've never prepared less for a meeting. It's <laughs> because like I know the dialogue. I yeah, know in everything in and out, back and forth. So like, who's gonna play Christine Applegate's character? And if you had your pick of, of any, yeah, dream, yeah, dream, yeah, dream man. Uh, so okay, so I either think Yara Shahidi from Blackish, who uh, is okay. I think is hilarious and like just unbelievably poised for like an eighteen year old. Like she's so mm-hmm. just like politically active and just yeah. keyed in she's just amazing and then as uh, Zendaya like those are my top oh, two oh she's yeah. awesome yeah this is great yeah, so. I'm so obsessed with Zendaya yeah, Zendaya. yeah. Zendaya. Zendaya. I think it's Zendaya I used to say Zendaya too but I think it's, it's Zendaya I think you might be right it's Zendaya yeah. either way well, here, how obsessed are we actually if I can't even say her yeah name? I know <laughs> I really, really love her yeah, but, so I think I either like one of those two ladies I like her paper I like her written name yeah exactly no she's so fantastic alright man so then what down the line, or maybe tomorrow, what what's the dream project that you're like, dude? If they let me write the next, I don't know, Obi Wan Kenobi Star Wars or Atlanta, because Lan- I don't know, maybe maybe it'll be on Lando. I don't know. I mean, yeah, um, that's a good question. Like, there are, um, I, I kind of would love to do like a superhero movie, kind of like how uh, Deadpool was mm-hmm. rated yeah. R comedy, mm. but a superhero movie. Like, I would love to do something like that. I think that's a really exciting. Um, Avenue for me, and then there's also uh, I I I don't know if I should talk about this, but again I probably uh-huh. I, I heard a story on NPR about this woman who was like the biggest madam in New Orleans in like the mm. 30s or awesome. something like that, and uh, that blew me away. I was Go like, chase it, man, do yeah, it. like we'll I'm, do I'm it. chasing the shit out of that. Like I really would love to tell that story, and like, but it'd be like a dramedy, but like you know, there's a lot of comedy in. Oh yeah, imagine the, the things that must happen in madam's house. Right, there's the natural comedy of like you know these. These are these are people who are probably high society who are coming to do this maybe unseen 
this untoward thing. And then there's also like the element of basically like a female business owner yeah. before that was really cool. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Right. Yeah. So there's there's a lot I think to play with there. So hopefully I get to hopefully I get to do that. And there like, is such a wealth of things to yep. mine. I mean, for stories. yeah, oh it's my gosh. so many. And they like and they're all the stories are all over Inspired the board. Inspired by yeah. real things that are happening. Right, like, right, right. It doesn't get doesn't get any more. I agree. Doesn't get juicier. We're circling the question by Zias B. Lou. Oh, Zias. Yeah, we always love you. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're in, brother. May Let's you ask Chuck if he could direct, write or direct a live action superhero movie. What would it be? I could see Static Shock or a Blade reboot. My question based on that was going to be did you have an IP in mind? Yeah, or like, um, an R-rated I, superhero movie? I don't yet. I had a meeting with somebody the other day who brought Ooh. up one that yeah, I, you can't talk about. I definitely yeah, yeah. can't talk about. But um, I. I'm trying to think of like all the in, in the superhero world. See, I feel like there was a way to do Wolverine more comedically. Yeah, I think that would have been an interesting sort of uh, sort of perspective. And then also, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of all the superheroes that I was a big fan of when I was a kid. Um, well, yeah, like like Christopher, not Christopher Nolan. I'm sorry, um, uh, Tim Burton's Batman's back in the day. Those mm-hmm. were. Dark. Those were like my favorite. But, but, those were, but they were they funny. Were the conduit yes. to the Christopher Nolan Batman we exactly. have now from the camp. There was enough camp, but there was enough serious, and there was enough dark. Yeah, and the, but that was the first superhero movie that really did dark. Like yeah. most of them before were just all campy, mm-hmm. and so I think that ushered in this new era. Of, Although the best superhero movie ever careful, was Superman careful. by Richard Donner, my former boss. That was the best <laughs> superhero movie of all Shout time. Shout out to the old boss. But, yeah, uh, dude. So okay, so when you're not busy on Dear White People, mm-hmm. and you're not busy pitching, and you're not busy promoting Stepsisters. When you have Netflix at home, what are you watching? Oh, dude, don't get me started. Like, it is <laughs> this is, a, no, people I'm want to know. This is what we talk about every single week. We talk about what yeah. people should be watching, what okay. they shouldn't be watching. I would love to know what it is that you're watching when you have your own shows on there. I, it is a treasure trove. Like, I just keep finding shit on there that I'm like, why is everyone not talking about this? Like, I mean, I know everybody talks about Black Mirror. That's the one I've discovered oh, the most recently. I still haven't seen it. Love, love it. And okay. Ashley oh, Channing, this is her last episode. <laughs> She's no longer with I the show. Yeah. Felt everybody just bitch slap me yeah, right. on. Like I felt it happen uh, with your faces. So everybody relax. You. I'll get on it. <laughs> it's worth it's worth it because it like it, it deals with a lot of issues of technology and sort of how we can sort of go be through the looking glass before yeah. we know it. And something that seems like a really great technological idea can fall mm-hmm. into the wrong hands or be used for nefarious means. And it's 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 like scary as shit, but also really interesting and thought provoking. Like that's probably one of my favorites. And then I just started. I, I just finished watching Easy. Have you guys seen that? Oh, I've seen, uh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen the thumbnail. Yeah. I haven't yeah. clicked on it yet. It's amazing. It's like an anthology series, so it's, it, it follows just, it's about relationships. Is it the one with the kids on the bike? No. That's just a different thumbnail? No, that's, that's isn't that uh, Stranger Things? Dope. I'm even thinking of Probably thinking of Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, that might be what that well, is. Well, hey guys, officially this is Ashley Chaney's last episode. I'm just Oh, I have man. seen Stranger Things, everybody. Okay, different show. You know what? Yeah. Next Pretty week, long. we'll cover easy. I'll watch it. We'll cover it. Oh, okay. do yourself a favor. It, the first episode, I, I watched the very first episode, and I was like, oh my god, I don't like that character. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I need to be a little bit better in my relationship, because I was wow. like, I'm, I'm seeing too much of myself in this. And then, they, But it follows sort of different characters every story, and then or different every episode, and then sometimes they'll come back uh, in a later episode to people they followed an earlier episode so you get a little update mm. on two or three of the stories and you never know what's going to come up next but it's all really like 
fascinated. There was, uh, one of the ones I watched most recently that I loved was, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in that movie Patty Cakes. Oh my God, I <laughs> freaking love that movie. <laughs> yeah. okay, sorry, I just it almost dropped it. No, no, it was mine. That like, movie. I've dropped like seven of We've them. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how excited I am about Patty Cakes. If, did you love Patty Cakes? I did. Like, I thought Patty it was amazing. Cakes, I didn't, if you guys haven't Patty seen Patty Cakes, Cakes get, I don't, unfortunately I don't think it's on Netflix, it's on, you guys. Oh, it's not yet? Is it? Maybe it maybe it's on see. iTunes. I well, you know what? It's okay because you know what is on there is Paddington and Steve Kaufman, K A U F M A N, loves Paddington so much that he went to the theaters to watch Paddington too. Did so. you? Oh, I love Paddington too. No, I heard it's really funny. It's, I not only that, but I went to the TCL Chinese. Wow. For like a 10 p.m. screening, and I got the whole theater to myself. Well, shocking. I mean, it's Paddington 2. What do you think? It was going to be sold out? <laughs> no. But I, Lines around the block. Usually there's like another person yeah. for the 10 p.m. <laughs> Chinese theater yeah. screening. He reserved for a kid's the theater movie. for yeah. him. I had the entire theater to hey. myself to watch Paddington 2. And it was delightful. You guys are I love kicking me off the panel back. for, 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 <laughs> no, for because not I'm amazed that Paddington 2 is the best reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Therefore, I need to watch Paddington <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. Paddington is on Netflix. That was my pick last week. Yeah, you got to catch up. You got to like, who doesn't love a little fuzzy bear? Like, that's it's, it's the cutest thing ever, right? It's. I think everyone in their mind is oversimplifying Paddington. It's actually wonderful. You should all just go watch it. Okay. Well, I'm so shocked right now. I, mean, I would have never thought. I mean, so Ted was also Paddington. a talking bear, so, you know, there's that. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you the talking you, bear, but y'all I need to watch off. it before you I hope, I hope Paddington curses as much as Ted did, because <laughs> that would really make it, oh, like, He says bugger, like, you four times. Bugger? Okay. Uh, that's, that's kind of a curse bugger. in England. Yeah. You were it, saying Pat, the actress from Patty Cakes was in a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was in an episode of Easy, and... And is she like uh, I don't I don't want to give anything away, but okay. like Judy Greer plays her mom. I love Judy Greer. Judy Greer is always amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like she gets caught fooling around with her boyfriend, and then they make her go to church, and then she sort of starts like getting overly churchy yeah. to to like get back at them. And then okay, this, no more, no more. Yeah, 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 I'll figure it out. But it's, the actress that plays Patty Cakes yeah, is, is the okay. main character oh, in this she's episode. So good. She's so funny. She has so, so much depth. Like she yeah. she's a really good actor. I wish I. Could think of her name right now, but I can't. We love right. you um, just as much as Zendaya as I and Daya. Zendaya and Daya, exactly. Yeah, we have so we we have just just a few minutes left, and oh, that was quick. Yeah, it is. It is quick. Man. What you guys need to realize, it's a true treat to have Chuck in here because I've known this guy for a long, long time. Yeah, and over a decade. It's now. not. Yeah, yeah. So, so we met when we were like twelve. Yeah, and um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the thing about it is, is that it's not always these overnight success stories. It's not Timothy Chalamet. Like, at 17, he's you, not an you get nominated. He's not an overnight success, guys. He's been working but for a long time. Chuck yeah, he's has been 20. at this for a very, mm. very, he's very long pro. time. <laughs> Dude, I would love, like, know your, your piece of advice to, like, the audience, just even to yourself, to say, like, how... You just had to just keep at it. I, I mean, that's it. Just keep at it. And there, there was, uh, you know, there were de- definitely some dark time. Whenever you're chasing a dream, whenever you're going after something that there's no clear roadmap to, you sort of have to be your own boss and like keep yourself to deadlines. Make sure that you're turning out product. Um, and it's, it's, it. You just have to stay on top of yourself, and you have to pay the bills. So like, <laughs> you have to go. Like Rick and I were assistants when we met, and uh, so I was an assistant for nine years at, at different uh, production companies and television shows. And like, and then I finally got my first writing gig. It, that was after yeah, after nine years of having slugged away. So it's not yeah, a writer's guys, it's assistant not, or a no, production assistant. Just a re- just a regular assistant. Well, and, yeah, and, I was and a producer's like, assistant at a production company. So like, I was on a desk, and then. Yeah. 
Uh, I was a PA on Everybody Hates Chris for two seasons, yeah. and then a PA on Entourage, and then the showrunner's oh, assistant on Entourage. Mm. So okay, so once you got to the showrunner's role, because I'm like, how do you develop story chops if you're not around those rooms? Like, how do you? Yeah, well, it, that's the thing. Like, you just you. I would ask, hey, can I? If I'm not busy, can I come in the room and just sit down and watch? And so I would. I, they would let me do that. And you know, I'd, whenever I wasn't busy, I would do it. And if I, if I, if I, other, if I had uh, other spare time there at work, I'd be sitting at my computer working on my scripts, and I would okay. crank out scripts at work as much as possible. And uh, so it was, yeah, uh, tenacity and a lot of hard work, not like getting discouraged because you hear so many fucking no's before you mm. get a yes. So it's not letting those no's uh, deter you or steer you off your course. And it's also, uh, oh, I've been saying this uh, in interviews, like people say like it's all who you know. And I think people misinterpret that as meaning like it's who you're parents can give you connections mm. to or like whatever mm-hmm. you're it, but no it's people that you meet that you make a good impression on that you show that you're a hard worker and that you mm-hmm. have talent and eventually they're gonna because like you know when we were assistants we started seeing like our all of our friends around us who were assistants would get promoted into positions where they could then help you they could put mm-hmm. you on writers lists for their bosses to meet they could like like because i got i got my i got almost I'd say half of my assistant jobs I got from people calling me up and saying, "Hey, Chuck, somebody—they're looking for some uh, yeah, assistant over here." Yeah, and true. so, and just because we had met, we had gone to drinks, we had you know, maintained a relationship, mm-hmm. and they wanted to look out for me when they had the opportunity to. So that was amazing, and um, also, uh, yeah, like Chuck and I went to a, we went to Hooters and had drinks. We did, we did, <laughs> because Hooters was really good wings. They, amazing wings they, at the time. They had really <laughs> amazing wings. Yeah, yeah, not so much anymore. Well, but. and you find all the cheap places around LA oh when you're God. hanging out with assistants, like you. Yeah. Find <laughs> all the dopest little places. Like, do you remember? Remember St. Nick's Bar? Yeah. Like they had a they they. Uh, this was where I think Baco Mercat or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like some uh-huh. fancy Mercado's Mercado. Mercado. Yeah, yeah, Street. yeah, Street. yeah. So it used to be this cool dive bar that where the the drinks were like you know the beers were like a buck fifty two bucks and not, yeah. not, not quite not that quite cheap, that cheap but, but they were like but they, but like they gave you a big yeah. pour like yeah. if you wanted oh, yeah. like a mixed drink and it was like literally three quarters of it you'd be like hammered. And then there were there were certain I can say this because they're out of business now. Uh, there were, there, were, <laughs> there were certain booths where you would sit and they'd be like I was having drinks with a friend he was like hey check this out lift up the seat of the of the bench and there's snacks no beers. Just <laughs> cases of beers, and you they he just pull one out and have a beer from under the seat. I was that like, I didn't I was know. Like, that's that's stealing. Stealing. Oh, like, oh. that's no, that's where I was like, I have to draw the line there. I was yeah. a big like bring my flask to places. Like ah, that smart. was that was my jam. That's, that, that's <laughs> yeah. just um, ing- it's frugality. Like, you know, yeah, yeah it's basically yeah, it's it's kind of finding a loophole in the system. You be, be discreet, resourceful. resourceful. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, man. See, when I when I used to go, I, I just used to go to the girls. I'd be like, you buy me drink, you know, and then did that you should be so offended by you right now. <laughs> Did you have to keep up that voice the entire yeah, time? Yeah. That's hard. So, but you find a very specific set of the community who's like, "Yes, I will buy." <laughs> I've been waiting for this stereotype to come approach me. And, yeah, never, never do. And, and that's like, how no, Rick no. became a host. Yeah. At <laughs> that's what I was just like. I'll take the Voo champagne. Yes. Yeah. There you go. You're like that's the one I know. Yeah. Um, no, dude. Literally, for me, it is it is a true treat to see you your success story because I've been friends with you for so long. Knowing that it wasn't something that was overnight. Knowing that you know in this industry we have our peers and jealousy, envy, like all yeah. these types of things. Like yeah, the, the depression can kick in because you're like, why is it this person and not <sighs> yeah. me? Yeah. Sometimes it can't kick off. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yeah. Any day no, no, you no, want to no, leave, no. depression. No, but it's awesome to see. <laughs> like I said, just to see your success. I mean, it's it's an inspiration. It should be an inspiration for you guys to know that he said nine years before he really started seeing success. So. Yeah. 
I think that's what actually anybody that's been successful in Hollywood, everybody says, oh, they were an overnight success. That is just not true. You just haven't seen all the, the, the time that it's taken mm, yeah. after that. All you see is like, the, oh, they came out of nowhere. They didn't. They've been like banging on the back door yeah. for nine years. Yeah. Like, and, and that's that's my strategy is I'm just going <laughs> to stay until y'all kick me out. That's, wow. that's exactly. Like, that was out. my strategy. I was like, I am not letting LA beat me. Yeah. I will fucking yeah. stay here until they drag me out of here, <laughs> clawing on the 101. Like, I am, I am staying, damn it. You're I, not getting rid of me. Sorry, I have a lot of stand-up comedy friends who... A tried whoever whoever said this initially should really get on it. But what it is is it takes about two years to get funny mm-hmm. and about ten years to actually get noticed that Ooh. you're funny. Yeah, but it, wow. th- but they tell That's, people that up top. Where sure. expect that. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're shoot, you'll like you'll grow to a point where you'll shoot straight fire on stage every night, all night, every night. It'll take another ten years from that point to actually get noticed for being able to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, like, I've heard that too. And yeah. if you're not ready for that journey, then don't do it. Right. Start at the mailroom somewhere yeah. where you're in your hometown, and then you'll work your way up. I well, I guess. think that's the thing. Like, if you love it, if it's something that you really love, and you're, my, my joke has always been like, I'm not, I, I majored in TV, radio, and film. I was like, I'm not trained for anything else. <laughs> so, like, this has to work, or I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. So you when can't you, not do it. You can't yeah. not do it. So, yeah, with no safety net, it's, it's actually a, a good way to go forward. <laughs> like, which I know it's is a dangerous message. Just fire just and fire. alligators, <laughs> like, alligators breathing fire. It's very dangerous. Down there. Well, this that was another thing. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> We've run out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Rick Hong. You can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G. And thanks for chatting, everybody. If you want to talk with me some more, find me online at Ashley on Camera. You guys can find me on Twitter almost exclusively. I'm at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm also covering the Royal Rumble in, at 10 p.m. Pacific, so I'll be probably in this very room. Quick picks from me. I have not seen A Feudal and Stupid Gesture, but I will. And West Wing. Get on the West Wing, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. You can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And Chuck, thank you for being here. Where can yeah. everybody find yeah, you? Uh, thank, thank you very you. much. Um, Instagram, I'm, I, I don't tweet very um, Instagram, I, I, I'm starting to do more. That's at Zero Chucks. Twitter is at Chuck Off, where I don't tweet mm. very often. But now I will, now that I know that I have more characters. And, <laughs> yes. yeah? and thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate yeah. it. It was great talking to y'all. Good talking. All right, guys, that's it for this week. I uh, will see you next week. Go Eagles. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Stepsisters. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 